Well, hey there, and welcome to the Scattered Saints podcast. I'm so excited that you decided to join us today. This is sure to be a message that will inspire you, give you hope as we enter into 2020. So get ready. Pastor Jeremy Wolfram is here with part two of our series, Dear 2020. So good to see you in the start of a brand new year. As we make our way into 2021, it's crazy to think about what everyone's been through and gone through over the last year, what we're hoping for this year, uh, what God's going to do in our future. And, and the new year rolls on with all the excitement of so many different things and emotions. And, and I really believe today that as we look to a new year and as we reflect on what has happened over the past year, uh, I want us to turn in our Bibles to Mark chapter 4 because there's something about... Uh, the other side of what we go through. And in Mark chapter 4, there's a story where Jesus is with the disciples and he asks them to get into a boat and he says this. It says, As evening came, Jesus said to his disciples, Let's cross to the other side of the lake. He was already in the boat, so they started out leaving the crowds behind, although other boats followed. But soon a fierce storm arose. High waves began to break into the boat until it was nearly full of water, and Jesus was sleeping at the back of the boat with his head on a cushion. Frantically, they woke him out, shouting, Teacher, don't you even care that we're going to drown? When he woke up, he rebuked the wind, and he said to the water, Quiet down, and suddenly the wind stopped, and there was a great calm. And he asked them, Why are you so afraid? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you today that in the midst of uncertainty, in the midst of everything that's been happening uh, in our lives around the world, God, that we can look to you and we can call out to you for help when we need it. God, I just pray that by your word today, you would speak to us and show us something about who you are and who we're called to be. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. You know, dear 2020, 2020 is gone, 2021 is here, and as we look forward, there should be excitement, anticipation, but for some of us, maybe there's a lot of things that we're still working through in our emotions, trying to figure out what has happened, what are we still in, still facing, but, but can I tell you that there is another side of hope, of purpose, of future that Jesus wants to lead us into. When we're kids, we kind of talk this way in our natural vocabulary, right? Everything is about what's coming next. Sometimes we say things like, well, when I'm bigger, I'm going to, and we start listing off all these crazy things and ideas and careers and occupations that we want to have, and we learn to dream. And then we, we start categorizing by certain dates and marker points and things in life that we think are going to make it so we uh, get to something exciting or, or that we're anticipating. So maybe, for instance, we say, well, when I'm 16, I can get my license. I can drive a car. Maybe when I'm 18, I can move out of the house and I can have all the freedom that I want. And you go ahead, feel free to start paying bills and doing all those things. Maybe for some of us, it's like, well, when I get married, that's going to be the pinnacle, the next thing. For some people, it's like when I'm debt free, when I get out of this situation that I'm in. And this anticipation for the other side of our current situation, it's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. 
But there's something about the process and the journey. And, and when we look to the other side, uh, we dream of the other side. We, we want to get to where we're not right now. And, and sometimes that's because of hope. Sometimes that's because of escape. Maybe we don't like where we are right now. Sometimes it's even out of necessity because we just have to keep moving forward. And it's true that there is another side to everything that we hope for. There's another moment. There's another day. There is future. There is purpose. But we have to go through what we're going through to get there. And, and, and we have to leave behind some things. But a lot of us anticipate that. And, and I want to talk to you today about the other side. Jesus said in the scripture we just read that he said, let's go to the other side. There's no doubt in my mind that when we follow Jesus, he's leading us somewhere. He's leading us with purpose. We can trust him in his leading, but often in our lives, we get in situations where we wonder, is this all there is? Is this going to end? Do I feel stuck? How am I going to get to the other side? And what I want us to know today is this, that the other side is powerful. That hope that you have, that future that you're expecting, the dream of getting to somewhere where God's going to take you or maybe somewhere you dream to go in your future, it's a powerful thing because hope actually keeps us going. Future actually keeps us moving in the right direction. Anticipating good things or the next thing are great qualities of life that lead us into a good future. But also often in life, we can come to these situations and times and moments where the future just seems too far away, where the other side just seems out of reach, where it hasn't happened the way we want it to happen. And there's this scripture in Proverbs that says this, Proverbs 13 verse 12 says, hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a desire fulfilled is a tree of life. It's true that we can find so much joy in having something to look forward to. It's true that looking to the future and to hope and to all of these things helps us in difficult seasons. But all too often, sometimes we face a season, sometimes we're in something that it can't be gone soon enough and the other side just doesn't seem to come. And so that deferral starts to lead to disappointment and disappointment starts to lead to frustration and frustration sometimes drives us deep into discouragement and wondering, God, where are you? But the other side is there. There is hope and there's a future with Jesus. And, and, and we need to hold on to that in our hearts and we need to believe that in our hearts. However, we also want to know and need to know that the other side can never come without going through what we're facing right now. Now, for some of us, that's like the last thing we want to hear. The last thing we want to hear is that I have to keep going through to get to there. I don't know where your there is, but for some of you, the thought of going through any more to get to that uh, escape, to get to that hope, to get to that future, it makes you kind of want to curl up and just, I don't know, go back to bed. You see, the other side cannot come without the journey that we're on. And we've been told this in life that we're supposed to enjoy the journey, but I don't know about you because probably a lot of us have felt this way about 2020. Uh, we're kind of done with the journey and we just want to get to where 
the end of this is going to be. Uh, I, I take my kids uh, to the coast almost every year. Um, we go to the Vancouver area, the lower mainland, and it's super exciting when we get to get in the car and we're ready to go. But about four or five hours into that 14-hour road trip, the other side of the drive can't seem to come soon enough. But we can't shortcut the journey. Well, I guess we could buy a plane ticket and not be so cheap and get there faster. But there is a journey to get to where we want to go. And once you're in it, kind of sometimes the only way to get to the other side is through it. And this can be frustrating for some of us because we just want to get there. But can I I remind you that the other side is going to have its own challenges. When you get to the place that you thought is going to make everything better, it's going to have its own set of worries, its own set of challenges. And sometimes we forget that because we're so focused on getting there. We forget that when we are there, there will be a new other side. There will be the next thing and there will be a journey to get to the next one. And sometimes we miss the value in the contentment of now, the learning right now. And sometimes though we're done learning, we're frustrated, we're tired. But God can still speak to us now. You see, when Jesus got in the boat with the disciples and he said, let's go to the other side, it actually brought them into a storm. And the escape of the storm didn't come instantly. And as they went through the storm, they end up on the other side. But actually, the funny thing is, as soon as they thought they were out of the storm, to the other side of the water, stepped out of the boat, they actually faced a demon-possessed man that presented its own challenges. They ran into a a town in an area and places where people needed to be fed. There was more work to be done, more compassion to be had. And so I'm just reminding us that the other side is an amazing hope and it's an amazing thing, but there's also a journey to get there. And there will be challenges when we get to the next stage of what God is leading us through. But I also want us to remember, and this is so important today, That sometimes in the midst of the journey, the silence that you face, you've been there, like you're just hoping, you're just waiting, you don't even know if it's coming anymore, and and you want to hear God, you want to feel encouraged, you want to feel hopeful, and it's silent. But I want to remind you today that the silence you face at times, it has not, hear me, it has not changed or separated you from the love of Jesus. It has not stopped him from seeing you. And it is not a question of whether or not he cares. But silence can do so many things to us because we wonder, we worry, we don't understand But I want you to know that the silence you faced or maybe you're facing right now, it has not changed the love of Jesus towards you. He still sees you and he does care. In Mark chapter 4 verse 38, this is what the disciples did. They're in a boat with Jesus. He's there with him, but he's sleeping and they're frantic and they're fishermen. And this had to be a pretty incredible storm because for these guys to be scared, to be freaking out, to be losing their minds... 
It must have been bad. And yet they feel like here's Jesus, just quiet, just silent. Does he even care? Does he even know what's going on? I mean, you know, they're probably thinking he's the son of God. He can do whatever he wants. But the rest of us, we got to kind of fight for our lives. And they wake Jesus up. And the, the words that they say to him is, Jesus, don't you care? Don't you care? And Jesus, by walking through, calming the storm, working with them, he, he tells them they don't need to be afraid. And he's like, I'm, I'm still here. I, I, I'm in the boat with you. We're going to get to the other side. We're going to get to where we're going. But sometimes the silence brings up these feelings and emotions of whether or not he cares. The funny thing about this story is that when you get to Mark chapter 6, they were also in a boat and Jesus sees them on the water and uh, he went up to the mountain to pray and they get in the boat and they're trying to do what they're called to do and they're going to where he's telling them to go and they're struggling and they're rowing and Jesus, it says he sees them from the mountain and it says he comes to them. So I want you to know that in the silence he sees you He wants to come to you. He wants to speak to you. Romans chapter 8 says this. It says, can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Does it mean that he no longer loves us if we have trouble? That's an interesting thought, right? Because a lot of times we equate, if we have trouble, if we have all of these things going wrong in life, does that mean God doesn't love me anymore? Does it mean if we have calamity or we're persecuted or we're hungry or we're destitute or we're in danger or even when we're threatened with death, does it mean he doesn't love us? The Bible says this in Romans, it says, no, in spite of all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Jesus Christ who loved us. And I'm convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Neither death nor life, angels nor demons, neither our fears for today. And our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. I don't know what your fears of today are or your worries about tomorrow are, but can I tell you, they don't deter Jesus from loving you and wanting to come close. But sometimes in the silence, it's really difficult for us to believe for another side. The crazy thing about Mark chapter 6 when they're back in the boat and they're struggling and it says that Jesus sees them. uh, I just think about this, that they actually had to go through one storm and then get back in the boat. Now, I mean, this is crazy because as soon as they got to the other side through one storm, maybe they thought this is good, this is great, let's just stay on land. And then Jesus says, hey, let's get back in the boat and go somewhere else. And it's like, Jesus, I just went through a journey. I just went through something like this. And and they had to go back to a place where, let's be honest, some of us, when we get through what we're facing right now, when we get through a year like 2020, when we get through this pandemic or whatever it is that's causing us to lose sleep at night, we just say, God, I never want to get back in a boat like that again. Some of you are facing struggles in your personal life, in your family, And when you get through it, you're like, I never want to go back into those types of conflict or struggles again. But this is not how it is when we follow Jesus. 
You see, when we trust Him and we follow Him one step at a time, He's going to lead us, He's going to call us, and He's going to lead us into things that, yes, they're good, yes, they're building us, yes, they're moving us forward, but on the other side, when we get through one thing, sometimes we still go through other things and trials and situations, but it doesn't leave us wanting because Jesus has promised we're going to the other side. And this is the place where we must learn to lean into what I call the other side of our relationship with Jesus. Because often we know him as Savior. And when we're in a storm and when we're in a place where it's like, you know, Jesus, I just need you to save me. I need you to pull me out of this instantly. Because that's what he did when he came to earth. When he came and he died on the cross and he made a way from us. When we started a relationship with Jesus, he pulled us out of our sin. He pulled us out of the life we had. And he saved us instantly. And he's working in our lives. And sometimes in our lives, we want him to just save us and bring an escape from what we're going through. But often in our relationship with Jesus, the other side of this relationship is understanding who he is in the midst of the journey, in the midst of the struggle, knowing that even though we're going to have to face some stuff, some struggle in this life, he's with us. You see, the other side of this relationship with Jesus tells me that there's a deeper work that needs to take place in our life. And I believe that one of the things this year God is working into us, and I know He's working into me, is a deeper work to continue to lean into Him and to see Him as, number one today, a friend. And maybe you just heard those words and you thought, are you kidding me? A friend? If Jesus was my friend, why would I face some of the things that I've had to face in life? And I don't have an answer for all of that. But Jesus proved his love, his friendship for you and for me. And he wants to be a friend in whatever situation you're facing. The other side of this relationship with Jesus is developing a relationship, a friendship with God. You see in John 15, 13, it says, This is the greatest love, or greater love has no man than this, that a man lays down his life for his friends. When Jesus said this to the disciples, they didn't really get it at first, but when he went to the cross, when he put his life on the line for you and for me, he proved how much he loved us. He proved his friendship towards us. And he literally did this out of his love for humanity so he could walk and talk with us as friends. And sometimes friends can't fix everything instantly, but they stick close and they're there. And I believe that Jesus is calling us to deepen that relationship of our friendship with him. You see, Proverbs 18.24 says, A man who has friends must show himself friendly. And there's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. See, I have a brother and sometimes we argue and sometimes we fight. But the reality is, I know if I needed someone and if I needed help, the first person to be there, if I would call and I would ask, would be him. And Jesus wants to stick closer than our closest friendship relationships. And there's a deeper work that happens inside of us when we start to build 
this relationship. See, it's the other side of the coin. It's a heart work, a deeper work, an intimate work that we get to lean into. The psalmist wrote this in Psalm 23, Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I won't be afraid for you're close beside me. It doesn't say that he told him it's going to be okay, that everything was going to just work out. But, but the psalmist just knew that he was with him, that God was near him. And I want us to lean into the other side of this relationship with Jesus. Maybe we need to dig deeper to see him as a friend. But another place that I feel that we're being called and being asked to be challenged on is to see him as our anchor point. Something that holds us, that keeps us. Not just a hope that causes us to escape anything difficult, but that when we face the difficult, when we go through the difficult, he holds us. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 18 and 19 says this, So God has given us both His promise and His oath. And these two things are unchangeable because it's impossible for God to lie. So therefore, those of us who have fled to Him for refuge have great confidence as we hold on to hope that lies before us. And this hope, this hope is a strong and trustworthy anchor for our souls. I don't know a lot about sailing. I don't know a lot about boats, but I do know this. Anchors do their work beneath the surface. When an anchor hits the bottom of the lake or the ocean or the sea, it pins at that point. But on the surface, there can be movement. On the surface, there can be pulling. There can be winds. There can be tossing. But the anchor is what makes everything stay secure. Maybe, just maybe this year, God is calling us to live a little bit deeper and bring our relationship with Jesus to something that anchors us rather than is only lived out on the surface. That even when it's windy, even when everything is shaking, even when we don't know what else to hold on to, we've built such a deep relationship and anchor point in Jesus that we know that we can hold on to Him because Jesus is holding on to us. Whether we feel it or not, Jesus is holding us. Jesus wants us to hold on to Him and have hope for the other side to trust Him with everything that we have. If you don't have a relationship with Jesus, one of the greatest things you can come to know is that Jesus laid his life down for you so you could be his friend, so you could have a relationship with him. He would become Lord and Savior of your life and he would lead you and you could hold on to him no matter what. And sometimes those of us who have committed our lives to following Jesus, we forget this and it becomes a struggle. But I want to challenge us today to dig deep into the other side of your relationship with God. Build your friendship with Jesus. Make Him your anchor. Make Him your holding purpose and pattern no matter what's going on on the surface. Because that's where He continues to lead us. 
You know, Jesus said this, I, I have told you all these things in John chapter 16. He tells him all about the Holy Spirit and all these things that he's doing. And he says, because this here on earth, this is a great encouragement from Jesus here on earth, you will have trouble, which tells us there's another side to this life and God makes everything right. But here on earth, you will have trouble. But he said this, but he said, take heart, hold on, don't let go because I have over the world. I want to give you an opportunity today. If you've never had a relationship with Jesus, he would love to invite you in, receive a gift of salvation. It's a free gift and Jesus wants to come and walk with you beside you as you commit to following him one step at a time. And if you want to do that today, I'm going to ask you to pray this prayer with me. Go in the chat tell uh, Pastor DeAndre in the comments that I've given my life to Jesus and and we're going to help you, but we're going to start with a prayer. And you can repeat after me, Dear Jesus, I need you. I need you. I need you. Would you come into my life? Would you save me from my sin? I give it all to you. My sin, my shame, my wins, my successes, it's all yours. Jesus, I need to hold on to hope in you, so I give you my life. I ask you to be my Lord, to be my Savior, and help me to follow you one step at a time all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thanks so much for joining us on the Scattered Saints podcast today. If you want to know more about what it means to follow Jesus, or if you want to talk about what you heard in this message, you can go to scatteredsaints.ca. You can type in your contact info, and one of our online pastors will reach out to you. We'd love to talk to you, hear your story, and share what we know about a man named Jesus. So go to scatteredsaints.ca, and we'll see you guys in the next message.